Praise God. All right. Staying focused and all of this stuff that's happening around the world, it's easy for us to look at that and say, you know, that's so far away from us. We don't have anything to worry about. It's not a big deal. Um, but yet and still, if you look back, you can see that there are some things that are starting to happen at the home front, um, if you will. It's all over the news. I mean, you can see situations where folks are getting involved in certain decisions related to Christianity and how people should do things if you're a Christian um, that probably have no business getting involved in that kind of that kind of stuff um, and we know that things are just going to get a little bit more challenging for us as Christians. Why? Because we know what the Word of God says. We know that we're getting close to those end times. So for us as Christians, we know that we're going to see all sorts of things that are that are happening. But do you ever just stand back and just ask yourself as things don't seem to be going right in your life or if you get that bad news in the mail or that phone call or somebody telling you something, you just say, why me? Why am I going through this? You know? And you look at some of the decisions that are being made nationwide and, and worldwide and you think, well, why why is it happening to that group? Or why is it happening to this individual? Why is it that this individual is free and no longer free anymore? You ever stop to think about that and ask yourself, well, why me? Why me? But staying focused, as we heard earlier, that's the only way that we can get through this because we know that it's going to happen to us. We know that things are going to pick up. We know things may get worse. And if we don't stay fo focused on our faith and stay focused on God and having faith that God's going to bring us through it, you don't know, you, you, you'll never be able to cope with the situation. So we're going to take a look at, and there's many examples in the Bible of where people were challenged, and the one we're going to look at today is going to be Daniel. So if you're turning your Bibles to Daniel chapter 6, and as you're looking in there, just some, some things about this book and some things that happened early in Daniel as you're turning to Daniel chapter 6. Um, Nebuchadnezzar, some time before um, in Daniel, in the book of Daniel, he was a king at one point and he erected this statue of himself and told folks that if you don't worship it, that you're going to be thrown in the fiery furnace. And so we know that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were ones that did not follow that law. They got thrown into a furnace and God delivered them. Um, so up in this point to Daniel 6 here, and we're going to start in verse 10, King Darius is now in charge and Daniel is still at a high level executive position, if you will, real close to King Darius there. Um, and the word says that Daniel had a spirit of excellence around him, which allowed him to accomplish a lot. And King Darius wanted to actually promote him into a bigger position. So before we get into verse 10, there were some other advisors to King Darius that were plotting against Daniel. Sound familiar for us as Christians? Sometimes people are plotting against you. You may not know it. And they were plotting against Daniel, trying to find something wrong with him, but they just couldn't. So they ended up going to King Darius and telling him to make this law that if you petition a man or if anybody petitions a man other than you or praise to any other God that you should throw them in the lion's den. Okay? So verse 10, so that's a lot, pretty in a short amount of time, but verse 10 is going to pick up where Daniel actually found out now that, hey, this, this law was signed into effect by King Darius. So Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that he was writing, uh, knew that the writing was signed, he went home. And in his upper room with the windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as, as was his custom since early days. So in verse 10, go ahead and underline upper room and write a note in your margin and say prayer closet. 
Okay. A few weeks ago, we heard a message on how important it is to have that prayer closet, how important it is to have that space where you can go and just focus and have one-on-one time with God. That's why it's important while we get up here and we pray during praise and worship that we talk about closing our eyes and raising hands and blocking everything out around you because it allows you to get to that deeper connection with God. And here you see Daniel is doing the same exact thing. He has his own prayer closet. I also want you to underline in verse 10 at the end where it says, gave thanks before his God as was his custom since early days. Okay. A few things there. Here you've got a man in a very powerful position in an organization, okay, still giving thanks to God. Knowing that this decree was signed, knowing that his king, that his personal or his um, human king, if you will, being King Darius, that person of authority, knowing that Darius was allowed to get himself manipulated by those around him to sign this ridiculous law, what is, what is Daniel doing? He's still giving thanks. It's important when we go to God, even don't, no, it doesn't matter what's going on, that we give thanks to God. God, thank you for this tribulation. You know, how many times have, have you ever actually told God, hey, thank you for allowing me to go through this situation right now. You know, No matter how bad it is, thank you, because I know that your word says that through this I will work, patience will be worked with me. Perseverance will be worked um, within me. Um, and that's his, was his custom in, since, since early days. He didn't change just because this law went into effect. He didn't care. This is what he always did. He always went into his secret closet. He always gave thanks and he always prayed. doesn't matter that the king said, hey, by the way, if you go ahead and do this and we catch you, but you're going into a lion's den. Daniel did it no matter what. So the question you got to ask yourself, okay, if... One, somebody in a position, whether it's the President of the United States, whether it's a governor, somebody over your city, somebody in authority made that same kind of decision today. Would you change the way that you pray? Would you stop when you're out at a birthday party with, with a bunch of family members and a bunch of believers? Would you stop actually praying together and blessing the food? Would you stop attending Bible study? Would you stop holding Bible study because somebody put a law like this in, pl- in place? Would you stop attending church? Just because somebody said, hey, if I catch you praying, I'm going to put you in the lion's den for 30 days. Something to think about. Verse 11. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. And they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any god or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? So now they remind him, hey, King Darius, didn't you say this? You made this law. You're, you're the official over this nation. Didn't you say this and say it was, it was a law? The king answered and said, the thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which does not alter. So before they even got this law signed into play, um, one of the things that King Darius told his, his advisors, if you will, his advisors told King Darius was, if you make this law according to the Medes and the Persians, you can't change it. So it's kind of that reminder. So you signed this in the law, right? Yeah. And it can't be changed, right? Okay. So what's Daniel doing here? Verse 13. So they answered and said before the king, That Daniel, who is one of the captives from Judah, does not show due regard for you, O king, or for the decree that you have signed, but makes his his petition three times a day. And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him, and he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. So now you can imagine here what's going on, right? So King Darius... 
man of power in terms of position. He's got this close, trusted advisor to him. Everybody else is following him, but now you've got this one person that's doing these great things that you're thinking about promoting is not following him. So now he works all day and night to capture to capture Daniel. Okay, so you can imagine what's going on in his head. He probably is pretty annoyed about that, and Daniel's probably saying, "Hey, yeah, you know, I'm I understand that I'm your advisor, but you know, I've got somebody more important that I serve, and that's God. So I'm going to focus on doing that." Verse 15. Then these men approached the king and said to the king. Know, O king, that it is the law of the Medes and the Persians that no decree or statute which the king establishes may be changed. So this is kind of that direct challenge to King Darius. So you sign this in the play. Yeah, we know Daniel's a good person and you like him and you're about to promote him and all of that stuff. But what are you going to do? Because you can't change the law and he's disobeying the law. So now let's see what you're going to do. Okay. Sound familiar today? People bowing down to uh, pressures of the popular group, so to speak, making decisions that they probably shouldn't be making, even though their best worker may actually be a child of God and advising them not to go down a certain way, the pressures of outside force the person to make that decision, okay, verse 16, so the king gave the command, and they bore Daniel and cast him into the den of lions, but the king spoke, saying to Daniel, your God whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. And that's pretty pretty interesting there because we know that King Darius didn't believe that. Right? We 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 know because he wouldn't have made he wouldn't have signed this law into effect. Okay. So it's almost like a mocking like, hey, yeah, you know what, your God that you always serve, yeah. He he'll deliver you. Okay. Then a stone that that's not familiar too, doesn't it? Right? How many people have said to you, Oh yeah, so how's that prayer working out for you? You know? How's, how's that God that you talk to, that you always talk about, how is that working out for you? You're still struggling, right? You were praying for this and you got this? <laughs> you wanted that fancy sports car, but you got a red Pinto? Hmm, how's that working out for you, right? Verse 17. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signets of his lord that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. So now he's making it official again, if you will. Verse 18. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting, and no musicians were brought before him, and his sleep went from him. This is something that, as Christians, you got to remember. When people come against you, these are some of the things that can happen to them. He didn't sleep. He didn't listen to any kind of music. The whole idea of music is supposed to uplift you and make you feel better. No music. He didn't sleep, and he didn't even eat. Okay? That's what happens. Now, as Christians, we also have to remember that if we don't make the decisions and do the things that God wants us to do, we go against what he's telling us to do, this very well could happen to you as well. Okay? You could spend the night tossing and turning because you know that that thing that you did that you wasn't supposed to do, that thing that you said that you knew you weren't supposed to say, could keep you up all night and now you're laying there like, oh man, I just royally screwed that up. How am I going to fix this in the morning? Or you're tossing and turning, wondering, like, oh man, I wonder how this is going to turn out for me when I go into the office tomorrow. And if you're not strong enough as a Christian, if you do follow God and you make that decision, sometimes you start worrying too much for no reason. So you could do the right thing, but you start worrying. If you're not focused on God and know, knowing that what you're doing deep down in your heart is what God wants you to do, you should not be tossing and turning just like you see King Darius here doing. Okay? You should be able to sleep peacefully through the night. So that tells you right there that he didn't make the right decision. Okay, verse, uh, let's start verse 18 again. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting, and no musicians were brought before him. Also his sleep went from him. 
verse 19. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. Now he seems like he's kind of worried, so he's hurrying up to get to that lion's den to see what's going on. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Sounds interesting. So, that God that you prayed for, for that good news, did he bring you that good news yet? It's been six months now. It's been a year. It's been three years. Did he bring you that good news yet? Okay. Verse 21. Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me, because I was found innocent before him, and also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatsoever was found on him. And underline this, because he believed in his God. Okay, because he believed in his God. So he got tossed into this den, and you could imagine, you know, if you, if you ever go to the zoo and you see the lions kind of just sitting there, they're kind of hanging out. Now imagine if you throw some food in there with them, and then you close everything off. After a while, they're probably going to walk around, and they're going to be snarling a little bit and hissing and growling at you. And yet still, Daniel still sat there. He prayed. He wasn't worried about it. He knew God was going to deliver him. I'm sure he was probably thinking back, which is something we don't do very well as Christians, is thinking back to what, how has God delivered people in the past. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego with three of his friends that went through a similar situation except they were tossed into the fire so I could imagine that Daniel was probably sitting there thinking okay Lord you know what you brought my friends through this for standing up for you I'm standing up for you Lord I know you're going to bring me through this right and look what he did he did bring him through it so Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury was found on him because he believed in his God okay so as we're moving forward in life and as we look at all these things that are happening around us and there's so many different stories in the Bible that talks about how God has brought many people through um, situations that almost seem like impossible we know that God is, is a God of the impossible one of the things you, you want to remember that if God brought people through back then why wouldn't he bring his people through now Hebrews 13.8 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if Jesus Christ is part of the Godhead is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then that means God the Father is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means the Holy Spirit is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if he's going to deliver his children over thousands and thousands of years ago, why would he not do it again today? Right? And he will. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. It doesn't matter what kind of issues you might be struggling with now. It doesn't matter how many people may be coming against you. It doesn't matter how many people may be plotting against you. Uh, it, I don't know, the word doesn't say how many people um, King Darius had reporting to him, but imagine that body of group and this one individual. One individual stood up against an entire, I won't say nation, but an entire group of people in very, very powerful positions. And who won? The person that God has the back for. So when you're walking out there, because we know as we walk out here and we do everything during the week in our day-to-day operations, we know that we most of the time are the minority in a group. But the difference is, is that we have a God of the impossible and an all-powerful God that is backing us up. Amen. So with that being said, I'm going to turn over to Pastor Kyle for the next part of this message. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God.